0: I just look at story this way. I always try to boil it down to this. Does the story serve me or does it hurt me? And if it hurts me, it has to go. And if it serves me, it's something I can work with. But um, you gotta be honest with yourself because sometimes we're telling stories that are just hurting us all the time, you know? It's like, I'm like this because my parents did that and blah, 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 blah. And you know, and it's life's not fair. Well, that's a wonderful story. How's How's that working out for you? This
1: is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby-Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Welcome. Welcome, one and all, to Way of the Artist. As the intro may have given away, (laughs) welcome, 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 welcome one one and all (laughs) artists of all kinds of all sorts, whether you express yourself as an artist or whether you're an artist at heart, living life as an artist. That's what we're here to talk about. And today we're talking about something that has just like art artistry written all over it. This one is all about the law of story. Mm hmm. You could also potentially call this the law of meaning. We're going to get into that as well. But how those things are kind of tied to each other, maybe not quite the same thing, but there's definitely a massive link there. We've got lots that we're going to get into, I'm sure. (laughs) We had a bit of a chat. We normally have a little chat before we start these things. This one, we didn't talk quite as much, but we felt we're ready to roll. We can do this.
0: Yes. We can talk story.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm gonna change it up right now. I want to talk about this beer that we're drinking. Oh, switch up. Um, because, and I'm gonna tell a little story. Just, I'll, I'll give the quick abbreviated version of this one. Um, so the podcast all started over just having conversations over beer and deciding that hey, we should maybe record these and maybe release them. Hey, podcasts. That's <laughs> that's how they do it. Um, so we decided to keep the beer. Um, while we're doing it. And that was back when we were the B&E podcast as well. So we've drank a lot of different beer. We always try and do something different. And this one, I had a sip of it and I just went, this is really, really good. (laughs) And I just can't not take mention of this. So uh, you picked the beer today. I did.
0: It's called the Sunsetter Peach Wheat Ale and it's by Stanley Park Brewing. It just looks summery. And I like wheat ale. And I like peach. And that was how, that was my decision making, really.
1: (laughs) And it's a match (laughs) made in heaven, if you ask me. Yeah, it's nice. And we're not sponsored by, by these guys or anything, but uh, we're just fans of good beer. And this one's like, sometimes wheat ales, you know, like they're really kind of heavy, you know, like they can be really like, whew, like a mouthful and you can't drink, you can maybe drink one, maybe two of them. And also sometimes like the the, when they have like a fruit element to it, they, that can be super forward in it. This is really light and easy drinking. Like the peach is, is there, but it's not like slapping you in the face with peachiness. It's still a beer. This is great. I could just, I could just drink these all afternoon. (laughs) It is pretty enjoyable. I think the peach is a little stronger than
0: I expected. It would be Mm. to be honest. And I really like peach, but I think if, if you don't like, uh, like really flavorful kind of like uh, beers or like that real present flavor. Right. Um, it might not be for you, but if you, if you like peach, I mean, it's a really good beer and it is, you're right. It's light and it's easy to drink. And yeah. I like peach, so I think I'm going to enjoy it mm-hmm. quite, quite a bit here.
1: Um, so moving let's, <laughs> along, let's <laughs> story, get into this. Story,
0: story, story. Well, um, okay. Let, I mean, let's talk. Uh, here's the thing. I, I think the most important thing to start off with, is the law of story is something that relates to every single person. It doesn't really matter if you're an artist or not. Yeah. Because we've been telling stories throughout history, throughout the decades and like decades. That's all we've been around for. <laughs>
1: we've only been telling stories
0: for a few decades now. You millennia. Know, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever you want to say. All right. It's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, we've been telling stories for years. <laughs> We just started this thing.
1: Yeah. Um, it's a relatively (laughs) recent innovation in humanity. Um, Yeah.
0: You know, cave drawings and everything. Yeah.
1: No, Uh, we've pretty much been telling story probably from the beginning. mm -hmm. One could speculate. We've probably been telling story from the beginning. And I've even heard it said that beyond food, shelter, and clothing, the thing that we need most is story. Oh, I thought it was sex. Well, I mean, that, to a degree, that but would be... But story
0: comes first. Story's very important, because, you know,
1: like, who cares about the sex if you can't tell a story about yeah. it afterwards? You're not going to get me <laughs> if you can't tell a story. Hey, um, anyway, let's get this train back on the tracks. Yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, uh, okay, so, so,
0: so why do we tell a story? I think that's something we got to get into. And also, how does storytelling help us in our life and... How does it inform our life? I think this is all stuff that we got to get into around the yeah. story. Um, I think, I mean, first of all, I think we tell story because we're um, partly because we want to share experiences that we've had. I mean, story is one of the best ways to share an experience. Yeah. If someone asks you like or you tell them something, they ask you about your day or you tell them something, if you just say it's good or yeah, it was fine, that's not very exciting, not very interesting, not very engaging. But if you tell the story, you know, if you tell the story of your day, you know, well, you know, I went to work and, you know, my my boss was, you know, on a rampage and he like fired three people right before I walked in the door yeah, and then, you know, I talked to Larry and Larry's like, you're not going to believe what just happened. And you know, Larry, right. Larry's like going crazy. So you start to get people involved in the characters and stuff. And then all this, I'm just making
1: stuff up, but this is kind of story gets us engaged. Yeah. This is kind of the, um, and and this is where, I want to bring in the point that like, we're all storytellers. Mm -hmm. You know, we just don't always necessarily look at it that way. But each and every single one of us are telling stories all the time. You know, you're telling stories, like if it's a situation like, okay, you're you're you know, meeting up with a friend after work, or maybe, you know, coming home after work or something and you're telling your partner or whatever, it's like, oh, this just like, oh, th- that's a story. Yeah. You know, you've, you're, you're wrapping that all up and stuff. When we, when we reminisce and we, and about our, our past, we're, we're telling a story about it. Uh, even when we're by ourselves, you know, you're in the car, something that happened to you just before, you know, like there's a story around it, you know, that we're, that we're telling ourselves, you know, sometimes we're speaking it aloud, but a lot of times we've got a lot of stories that we're playing inside that never get, you know, actually verbalized too.
0: Yeah. Most of the time, I think the stories are going on inside of us and, you know, and, and the thing is, is we don't, we often don't realize that we're living out a story that Mm -hmm. we've decided on and we've been telling ourselves because, you know, if I ask you, who do you think you are? Who are you? And you start telling me, oh, well, you know, I'm a mechanic and I work at this place. And that's that's the beginning of a story. You're telling me about your character who you're not a mechanic. You just happen to be somebody who fixes cars and knows how to do that and decides to do that a lot with their life. But you're building a story around how you are this character, the mechanic. Mm -hmm. Now, when I asked you who you are, let's just say that you said the mechanic. You could have said anything. It doesn't really matter what you said. Why did you say that? which is a really important part of story. Story is about what do you filter for? What do you frame? What do you, what do you put in the picture for me Mm -hmm. to know? What do you put in the picture for yourself and focus on? Because you could have said, well, I'm a father. I'm a mother. I'm a, I'm a son. I'm a, uh, you know, I, I'm a whatever I, I, I want to be this. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's all sorts of things in story that get, you know, that we focus on or don't focus on. And we don't even realize that's what makes a story.
1: Yes, and there's story in i mean and if you look in any of the the arts as well, there's usually a story that's going on as well i I, I kind of want to try and I attempt at this I don't want to try and force it, but I mean there's there's all of these things about actual storytelling itself where we can look at it as a craft and how we that has implications in our lives as well as but i mean there's in a in a painting there's a story in a piece of music there's a story story is just infused with everything uh that we do that helps us i mean to to get back to that question that you had asked i was like so why do we tell story you know why is this seemingly an important thing and i would even say why is story such an ingrained part of humanity why do we do it? and Story really helps us to make sense of things. It can also create a lot of illusions for us too, you know, depending on the kind of story that, that we're telling. Mm. Like, um, you know, just a, a, as an example, say there's a couple of friends who are supposed to meet, meet up with each other, right? And one friend's at, uh, waiting at, at a restaurant for their friend to arrive and they're late and they haven't shown up and they're sitting there and they're going, Why is why are they late? Why are they late? What's what's going on? You know what? This is so typical of them. You know, like they just they don't have time for anybody else <laughs> to 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 send a quick message and say that I'm running behind or to make me a priority and blah 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 blah. And next thing you know, this there's a story, there's a narrative that has been weaved that's got this person in a crazy state. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot of, I've, I've done this before where all of a sudden I'm bringing a lot of assumptions. I'm bringing a lot of just kind of like all of the stuff goes into this story. And then that person shows up and they go, Oh my God, I was just in a car accident. I was so. Fr- and next thing you know, the whole narrative is gone, and the <laughs> anger is just like, oh, are you okay? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like that, like the, the narrative is shot. Plot is, twist. Plot twist, exactly. <laughs> so, we're, our yeah. lives are full of plot twists in the way that we tell stories in our personal lives, but. Um, yeah. That was just something else I wanted to throw into the ring here.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think story, um, I mean, story does a couple of things. I mean, part of the reason why we tell it is to create meaning in our life because mm-hmm. we need meaning. But, um, part, part of the reason why we tell a story is because, um, we want to understand, we want to know, we want to make sense yeah. of things and story helps us make sense. So, you know, um, some people jump to the conclusion of this friend is late and they don't care about me and other person jumps to the conclusion, this friend's late, maybe something happened to them. Yeah. Um, you know, and then this can also be tied into how has that person shown up in the past? You know, have they been late for things a lot? Have they never been late before? Um, how did they treat you in the last few conversations you were in? Were they very dismissive and disrespectful mm-hmm. to you that might inform because we pattern elements together to make sense of story too. So we try to take all this data, put it together and make meaning out of it, which is essentially what story is.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's like a way of taking all of our experiences and our experience of life and, and putting it together in a way that, that creates, I mean, I guess whatever we want to create out of it. I mean, that's really where we have power as storytellings. It's like, okay, well, what, what do you want to make of it? Our experiences are, and our imagination, absolutely, are kind of the raw material in a way, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, we, I think we like to think that, you know, this, the, the way that we, um, explain like our, our points of view, our beliefs and all of these things, as if it comes from some kind of like completely objective place but more often the case it's like really it's like no this is something that you've shaped based on your experiences and your imagination and now you have taken that which is a raw material and you've created something out of that Mm -hmm. right but there's not it's not necessarily a kind it's not as that story kind of points out it's like okay well this was the story that was being told but that was not the reality whatsoever Mm -hmm. so this kind of where this is in many ways, the, the amazing thing about storytelling, like our, our ability and our power to, to create things. But it's also, there's a a kind of responsibility to it as well. There's a, a kind of conscientiousness that we need to have with story as well, because it has, it has the power to destroy or to create. Yeah, it does. In many ways. Well, I mean, look at
0: politics, right? Politics, nobody cares about reality. They just care about the story. Mm. I mean, that's why people get so bent and they get caught up and they think their opinions are right. It's your story. It's not, it's not what really happened. Most mm-hmm. of the stuff that you're talking about isn't what really happened, but it's great. You know, we. that's why we watch wrestling, you know, and stuff like that, like, yeah. like WWE, WWF type stuff. I mean, watch it because you know, it's entertaining to get wrapped up in the story of it all. I mean, I don't watch it, but some people do whatever, but you look at it, you're like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, but you know, even people who watch it, they know, they know that the fighting isn't real because if you really fought like that, you'd kill somebody, but it's real athleticism, what they're doing, jumping off. Like, I don't want to jump off a top rope, onto somebody and have some like 300 pound guy jump on me. I don't want to have that happen. So those guys like I have total admiration for their physical ability. The story that's wrapped around wrestling is what makes wrestling interesting to watch. Mm -hmm. Same with politics. Look, if politics didn't have a story, nobody would pay attention. Yeah. Because the thing is, it would be boring as hell. You know what I mean? But the thing is, the story engages us It gets us involved. The thing is, is that I think the law of story... It's a it's a powerful tool. I think as the as the person who's listening to this podcast, you have two things to walk away with. One is that you recognize the power of story engages and that it helps create more meaning and it's going to help you do a lot of things in your life, but at the same time, understand that story is always subject to change and if it's not serving you or it's hurting you, then it, then it needs to be reevaluated. And also recognize that you get to buy into the story, but don't do it so seriously. Like people buy into stories like they are reality. Mm-hmm. But I think we should look at stories more like, okay, that is a story of these events. Not like that is the story of the events, you know, like there's yeah. it saying there's two sides to every story. Yeah there is. (laughs) There's more than two sides. There's so many sides. But the thing is, is like, we like to buy into one and we like usually choose our friends or someone that we're close to. And we go, it's your story. That's the story that matters. And it's like, not necessarily, you know, your friend might've, your friend might've gotten into a fight or something might've happened, but they might've instigated it. They might've said some things, they might've done some things, um, you know, and I think what we like to do Sometimes with story is we like to make things very black and white. We like to paint like a uh, hero and villain and things like that. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, this works, but in most cases it's quite limiting. And so I think that we need to you can be quite manipulated, because if, 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 if I tell you about someone and I make them out to be a villain, yeah, and I make myself out or another person out to be a hero, now your understanding of them is in that context but they might, they might not like, I might've made the villain, the hero and the hero, the villain. Mm-hmm. So look at like, I'm going to go a little deep here for a second. Yeah, yeah. Look at Nazism. Look at any genocidal type of messed up situation. Look at terrorism. What do you think happened? They made one person look like the enemy and they yeah. made another look like that's the power of story. And if we buy mm-hmm. into it like it's reality, we can't see past it. We just go, that person's evil. This person's good. That's why we can justify killing this person. And this is why this person should be praised. Meanwhile, we yeah. might look back and, and and look at it and go, whoa, you know, these are the people doing the terrible crap. But we used to look at them as the heroes. Isn't that messed up? Yeah. Right?
1: But yeah. that's
0: the power of story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's, um, Hmm. yeah, we can dive down into all of that like when you said it's it's funny you said well it's not funny but um you know you mentioned like nazism and it's like, yeah that was all crafted it's that's all crafted because it was going through my head too i was like yeah that was there was a story crafted around you know the jewish people and and who they were and what they were and and people bought into this story and there so there was this effect that came that came out of it uh But on the flip side, there are people who have told, and and I, I like to think that for the most part, we're trying to tell good stories. Yeah. For the most part, you know, when I think of like, let's go to, you know, for you and I, we come from, you know, film and performance backgrounds and, and so, and, and you teach people about how to write scripts and effective scripts and stories and tell story. And and this is something that we've been figuring out as to like well what makes a good story, you know. And there are these elements that kind of seem to remain that these very human elements that are underneath all of it. And again, there was something that I was going to go go to with this. <laughs> this has to happen every single episode. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I know. Like, lesson. I I just wanted to, to like take it to to this place of, oh yeah. So basically, you know, when we're telling a story, at least when, when I've written scripts, there's an idea that I want to communicate there. And usually this idea comes out of some part of me from an ex- from that's been shaped from my experience in life. Uh, you know, where exactly that comes from, it's probably way too complex and way to whatever, to even fathom. But there's an idea that's behind every script. That's why it's like a theme, right? You know, they say every, every story needs to have a theme to it, right? Whether that's like a book, a script, a, you know, a short, you know, there's, or, or a poem, there's a theme, there's something that's underlying this whole thing, whether that's a question or it's a, or it's a declaration, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that that idea is then using story as a means of communicating it, because if we just communicated the idea kind of just like at at face value, you know, we might hear it and and at best go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense you know, like whatever. Right. right. And, and we could agree with it, or maybe we just completely missed the point altogether. That's also a possibility. We use story because it's a way of, it, it's kind of a, it's an entry point, you know, a story is kind of a bridge between these ideas and, and helping us to, to understand them and help us have a connection to these ideas. Mm. Right. That's not to say that that always happens in stories. There's a lot of crap out there that doesn't seem to (laughs) need to say much. Some of it's just trying to entertain. Right. Um, We always try to, you know, push people to just like entertain. Absolutely. That's great. Because being entertained is often, again, a great catalyst for an idea. Right. Right. But it's like, so it's when you can combine those elements, which is, again, when we're often telling a story, even if that's like, you know, whether you're, you're a person who loves to tell a story, maybe you've got an uncle who just like tells great stories, you know, there's, there's a way in which it all goes, you know, there's a way that, that makes it so effective and and useful. And and we walk away with something as a result of it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think with story, you know, I mean, just a few things that are always kind of common principles in there. We have to, we have to relate to, the story to some degree. We have to somehow find a connection and in, in every story. So if it's our friend who's telling us the story, that's our in. We care about our friend enough to care about their story or whatever, um, or whoever this person is. Um, another way is like when you're making a movie, you're not necessarily friends with the people who are going to see your movie. You need to create a character that they either find themselves to be alike. They wish they were more alike or this person is so interesting and fascinating and different than them that they're interested in what they are like. Mm. But notice how it's like, 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 and they used to say in Hollywood, likability, but we don't really use that anymore. Some people do, but we use relatability because the reason why mm. I use likability, it gets confused though, because people go, oh, I, that means I have to like them. You don't have to like the character. You might not like them at all, but, but it's the relationship to like that matters mm. because, here's the thing about story. Story is a projection. So when I'm telling you a story, you're projecting yourself into the story. You're literally in a trance going, okay, these events are happening and I'm there. Mm -hmm. Even if you're the weird, crazy character that you're nothing like, you're trying to imagine yourself being like them. That's where likability comes in. Mm -hmm. It just so happens when you like someone, you just naturally do that. So the thing about story is that we need someone to either like, or we would like to be like, or that we would like to know. Mm. That's the key thing to remember. So when we're telling a story, you know, if people are disengaged, that's like a big part of why you'd be disengaged. Um, you know, in, in uh, the business school that I did with uh, Ted McGrath, right? Um, he talks all about story and story is a big part important part of, um, you know, building out your business and doing this stuff. I love it. I think it's incredible, Mm -hmm. but he talks about how, you know, a story, um, what you're doing is you're bringing people through a journey and then you're ultimately, um, once they, when, when they're connecting to the story, when they relate to the story, then you're bringing them through a transformation. So for example, I mean, my story, I started out like this, um, I was 10 years old and I'm playing for the soccer team. Um, and it's, you know, it's my first year on the team and all the parents are on the sidelines. Everybody's cheering. My friend's dad has a camcorder out. He's recording us. I'm playing defense and we're pressing up. We're pressing up. And then I get the ball and I'm at the top of the box and I kick it in and I score my first goal. And it's my first goal. So the whole team just celebrates every parent on the sideline. Like everybody's parents are there celebrating, jumping up. And I look over and the only parents that are there are mine. Hmm. And I have this, this feeling that if it was important, they would be there. So what's happened here? You, you're with me at 10 years old, scoring my first goal. You're there. You scored the, the goal with me and you looked over on the sidelines and you experienced the people you love not being there. And you experienced being alone when everyone else had somebody. And then you now are bonded with me. So once that happens, I can take you on a greater journey of my life because now I have bonded you with me. Mm-hmm. So when you're telling a story to a stranger, um, you know, a great technique is to get people to bond with you in the beginning of your story, to get them to find something connectability. I'm using vulnerability in this case. Mm-hmm. You feel the vulnerability as me as a child. And then, you can go along with me and you can go, okay, I kind of get Brandon. I get, I see where he's coming from. He was a kid that just didn't have um, his parents around. Now you're starting to get that about me. You you go, okay, well, so now the other choices he makes are informed by that little bit of information I shared with Mm -hmm. you. So story though, it puts you in a trance and it gets you involved and connected.
1: Yeah. And, and what's interesting about that is that, so there's, there's that story which we're being told. But there's the story within the story, which is the story of, you know, as we were talking about, like there's the story that was playing out in your own mind when that happened. Right? Like the the right. story of like I must not this must not be that important. Right? Like that's also kind of a story. Right. In some ways. You know, maybe there's a grain of truth. And I think this is one of the big things about about storytelling for me is like, what's the truth in it? Yeah. You know, I think this is an important question for us to ask as, as, as an objective measure, you know, to keep story in check is like, well, what is the truth in this? What is the truth that is being communicated mm. in this story? Right. And, and this goes for the stories that we were being told, because again, we are being told tons of stories all the time social media um, mainstream media uh, you know movies you know books advertisements like we're, we're, there's stories being thrown at us a lot of people don't realize that advertisements as well are stories hmm. you know they advertisements aren't selling you stuff they're selling they're usually selling you, a, a story of, of who you are mm-hmm. or a story of who you want to be or who you think you you're supposed to be. Like there's, so there's a lot of, again, or what
0: you think is good and what you think is
1: bad. Yeah. So there, again, I mean, there can be a lot of, this is also kind of the, one of the sort of the, the dark side of, of where story can go is there's this, there's this weird sort of insidious nature to it as well, you know? Um, I don't know what the jumping off point off for, well, you for want to talk was of about that.
0: The, yeah. I mean, you want to talk about the insidious side of it. Uh, you know, there's a, when I was younger, there's a guy I was hanging out with. And I remember him telling me a story about his dad was a police officer and his dad and whoever was in the car with them or whatever his uh, partner, they, um, th- a car, um, went through a green light and they saw it was a black man and they pulled him over. And they gave him a ticket for running a red light, even though he didn't run a red light. Mm. And and this kid told me the story and he was so proud about it. About his dad who had done this incredibly racist, incredibly unfair, a police officer doing this thing. And he was proud of it. But that was his perception of story because to him, mm. he thought that was a cool thing that his dad did. And meanwhile someone who's, who doesn't see the world that way, looks at that goes, your dad's an asshole. Like your dad, but but hold on. Right. From my perspective. Now there's somebody out there who's probably going, yeah, great. And then there's other people going, oh, that's disgusting. But here's the important part. That's what story does to us. It Mm -hmm. brings out a truth. It brings out how we actually see the world. And, you know, um, uh, you know, I think the thing is, is that sometimes we don't like the truth. And when story comes and and comes to the surface, it shows us something about ourselves that um, when, uh, when goes unconfronted, we sometimes go, yeah, yeah, that's the way it is. But then when confronted, we might go, oh, maybe the way I see the world um, is up for debate, like is up for some change here, Mm -hmm. because there's a, there is a part of story where you could be living a story your whole life and then think this is the way it goes. And then you start to realize, well, hey, maybe this is actually not a good thing.
1: Yeah. And I mean, this is where I think values and beliefs come in to story as well, which are kind of like, it is maybe your truth, but is it a real truth? You know, this is, this is like a whole other side to it because sometimes our values and our beliefs are not really based on, on anything real, you know, which is why it's like there's with, with any story, whether it's the ones that, again, we're being told or the ones that we're telling ourselves, you know, we should always be looking at the stories that we're telling. You know, especially, I would say, if if the story is causing uh, a kind of conflict mm-hmm. within ourselves, you know, if we're getting um, angry, agitated, you know, like, I, 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 I catch myself... I'm not I'm not gonna say all the time but i catch myself on occasion telling myself maybe I'm in the shower or something and like and some events that's happened recently or sometimes it's an old thing yeah and I'll find myself having an argument <laughs> you know like getting into an argument with no one there you yeah. know like it, with an event that that's that's gone it's it's happened it's finished you know but but Getting upset and and getting riled up over something that's that's long gone, but i'm I'm retelling the story in my head of how you know this person screwed me or yeah. how you know like oh if I like had said this instead or if I'd done that, you know it's like it's changing the story that that's that's around it mm-hmm. you know and and so there this is like a thing where story can keep us absorbed in a past and in a memory that's gone and not in a way that's productive or helpful, not in a way that's that that yeah is um expedient, I guess, in our in our lives. But there's also the option of reframing, retelling stories in a way that that changes them. And I mean I think that's a lot of what happens in in therapy. You know, when people go and talk, he's like, you know, you just have someone to who's kind of, we like to think is as objective as possible. And they listen to you tell a story about some event that's happened in your life and all of this stuff. And then it's like, well, and then you have a person going, well, what if it was this situation? And suddenly the whole thing changes. You know, as we were talking in that, that initial story of the friends meeting each other (laughs) at a restaurant, you know, like the whole, the whole thing changes, everything becomes diffused because and, and story can also be an exploration, a search for truth in something as well. I mean, I don't know this, are we getting a little unfocused here? Well, I are mean, we getting, like there's, I mean, there's just so many different places that I know we can go with this. It's, um, I mean, I think the thing about, I mean, truth is such
0: a, it's such a difficult thing to, to decipher. I mean, like what is truth? I mean, I think there's our truth, but like, is there a truth? Um, I think when, when you find truths, it's where you find something that you see that other people also see it the way you see it. And you start to see that there's something similar about that. But, you know, I mean, for example, like we've had so many conversations now with, with artists and various people in, in realms of the art lifestyle, the artist lifestyle. And we've started to find truths. We started to find things about, you know, everybody's journey and everybody's story, has very similar things, very similar event that happens for everyone. Um, and I think those are kind of uh, truths and they help us relate because it tells us that, well, it's normal. You know, if you're if you pursued your dreams or you pursued the arts or you pursued something, for you to go through a period of say doubt is normal. It's everybody does, you know, most everybody does. It's it's a very common experience that we're going to go through. Um, when I think it comes to like our truth, it's like, um, well, this, this is how, this is me exposing myself. And there's a vulnerability when it's your truth. And I think people don't like to, um, say that it's their truth because it means being vulnerable. It's not the truth. You know, I think the hardest thing about being a screenwriter or a storyteller is like when you write something. And then you realize that not everybody might see the world the way you see it. Mm -hmm. And so then you've exposed your truth and that's very vulnerable because now they're going to get to see a way that you see the world, which might not necessarily be how others see the world, but there might be something really great about that. But there also might be something that, you know, it it might people find weird or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, but story is, um, it's such an access point to our meaning
1: right yeah absolutely and i mean it's um and it's so shaped again by our experience because that's that's um you know my wife always says don't share your opinion share your experience you know because we have and and that's where in storytelling by sharing our experiences we have a chance of connection
0: well look at the story i just told 10 years old and playing soccer yeah score my first goal my parents aren't on the sidelines to cheer with me. That's an experience. Mm -hmm. So you, you get bonded to the experience, right? So it proves your point exactly. It's not an opinion. It's like, it's not, they should have been there. It was meaningful to me. It was like, oh, this must not be important enough. That was my story. Me telling my truth. My truth was, oh, well, this is just not that important. But then my whole life became around like, well, what is important? So much of my life after that Point. And, and uh, you know, this is when you tell a story like that also, like this was not the only event where I probably did something and they weren't there for it. Mm-hmm. This wasn't the only meaningful thing. And I can think of many others actually, but this was one that stood out for me. But what it's really is a theme of my life. It's like, w- at what point will I do something where someone would actually pay attention to and then actually care? Like all the other kids' parents cared, but mm-hmm. mine didn't. So what do I have to do for someone to care? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so then the thing is, is that becomes a part of my story that becomes a part of my journey and a part of my truth. And so then I become an overachiever because I'm trying to do (laughs) something meaningful to get basically the reality is my parents love and affection and attention. And then I just start putting that out into everybody else who takes that role later in life until I go, wait a minute, that doesn't actually matter. But I've been living that like it's the way that life goes. Mm -hmm. But we do this all the time. And the thing is, is when we're little kids, we're, we're we're trying to make meaning out of the world because nothing makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, we are putting
1: so full of questions all the time. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and, And we're putting together stories. So like, here's the funny thing. And this is the thing that people can kind of have a little wake up call to the story you're living right now is probably a story you created when you were seven, to 10 years old. Maybe you were five, but you're living that story. So that's the story you actually need to look back and go, is that story actually accurate? Like I was a five-year-old when I created that. or I was seven years old when I created that story. Mm -hmm. Is that actually how the world works? But we live today and we're like 30, 40, 50, 60, 80 years old. And we live like a a seven-year-old told us a story and we're living like that's the truth. Like yeah. it's messed up. You know what I mean? That's the thing. with like therapy in a lot of ways, like you have some terrible assault or terrible event that happens at a young age, something really, truly traumatizing and people get fucked up, right? They're messed up and they they get into drugs and they get into all sorts of stuff to try and deal with the pain. And the problem is that traumatic event became a part of their story. Mm-hmm. And the, if it happened to you as an adult, or the thing occurred and you were an adult there when it happened. Like some of the things that happened to me, like I think about like when I was bullied in school, if I was there and I saw that happen, I would step in and I would be like, Hey, you know, watch yourself. And I probably talked to the kid that was being bullied. And I tell him a few things about how to deal with bullies. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is like, if I can go back to the event as though it was me right now, would I tell the story the same way I tell the story? but at the time I was a little kid who didn't know how to defend myself or whatever. And so then that became a part of my story. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, I think the thing is, is
1: story is always up for rewrites. is <laughs> basically what I'm at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and in many ways our relationship to our stories as well. Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, we were talking a little bit about this I'm, I'm reading this very interesting book right now, uh, called in search of character and calling by James Hillman and there's very much a lot of what he's talking about. That's about, uh, he's talking about story in, in our lives and where we leave room for story for a bigger story of our lives, not just a story. of like, well, you know, I'm like this now because of, you know, this happened and this happened and this happened. Right. Right. Because he comes from a, a psychoanalytical, um, career right. and, and vocation and, and that's how they tell, that's how people tell stories. And that's how people deductive. often, yeah, not everybody, but, you know, we can probably, we might be that person ourselves. I, I mean, I know I, I've definitely done this a lot, but, you know, we can get stuck in a cycle of, of basically uh, reducing ourselves to, um, you know, just a, a kind of result, a kind of, you know, just a, a almost by chance kind of product of, of cause and effect in our lives. And, and it is, it's a reduction of who we are, but we can also tell a story of ourselves that's, and, and our lives and and the world around us that is, is big, you know, that is expansive, that takes into consideration all of these things, you know, it's not neglecting, you know, the, the hardships that we faced. In fact, hardships are always an essential part of story. You know, when you look at, when, when we look at just actually like the classical story structure as, as it has been taught since Plato, mm-hmm. which is dilemma, crisis, decision in action, resolution, all every great story that you've ever seen, read, whatever, it, it contains these elements almost without a doubt. It contains these elements in it. And this isn't because it's just like an idea it, it, that this is just a concept that uh, this is just some sort of manipulation, uh, of, of who we are that, that we kind of go, Oh, we like these types of stories. These work because we relate to that thing. Mm-hmm. When you look at what dilemma is, that's being in a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. That's being faced with a, with a situation where you don't know what to do. You don't know what the right decision is. I mean, how many of us have been in this situation? We've all been in this situation and we and we'll continue to confront these situations. Where we're like, holy shit, what do I do now? I, yeah. Do I do this or do I do this? And, and we're kind of having a hard time figuring that out. And then, so there's dilemma, there's crisis. So now we've hit a point. Right. We've hit a point where it's like, like, what, what are you going to do? You now, this has to be resolved now. Mm -hmm. The pressure, there's a, there's a pressure and suddenly we have to make a call on something. Right. And, and there's a low point that comes out of that right so that it's a crisis Mm -hmm. right it's a crisis it means like it's not something we don't go around looking for crisis Mm -hmm. most of us don't (laughs) not at least consciously yeah so we've hit a problem we've hit and and now there's decision and action so we've hit this and you're like okay and through that process there's as you were talking before we got into this conversation there's transformation yeah there is a transformation. There is a learning that happens. We become something, or at least in the story, the character becomes something more than they were at the beginning. Yes. Which is really the point of story. Which is really the point of the story. Every story is kind of a self-transcendence story. Mm-hmm. Almost everything that you watch, somebody becoming more than they were before. Yes. Facing something that was difficult. And they've come back to tell you about it. And they've it. come back to tell you about it. Yeah. And this is something that we do in our lives, which is why we love seeing this story mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again. You know, the we great thing love about this story. S-
0: the great thing about story is that story doesn't have to be lived to actually transform you can transform someone just by telling them the story of how you transformed Mm -hmm. because they actually shift. And the thing is, is like you, you do in many ways have to do the thing to make certain transformations in your life in certain ways, but your belief systems can usually be transformed through story. And that's a big part of why story exists. So like, um, you know, uh, and that's, you know, it's a big part of like when I tell my story, so I go, okay, so I'm 10 years old I'm on the soccer field. I score my first goal. My, my friend's dad's camera's pointing on me. I'm looking at all the, all the other parents and they're jumping up and out. You notice how I'm being present right now? Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you as though it did happen. You're actually there with me. It's happening right now. We're mm-hmm. talking about it like it's happening. Yeah. Okay. So I'm looking over the parents. Everybody's cheering. I'm scanning the field. I'm looking at the camera on me. I'm looking at all my teammates that are surrounding me. I don't see my parents anywhere. Notice how I paused. I mm-hmm. let that settle in. There's effects that are happening. There's a way to tell a story to let things land. Mm-hmm. Next thing. Okay. So I'm 21 years old. My, you know, I'm, 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 uh, I, I just, I got a TV series in the role. I just got a, a movie. I just got a movie distributed. I just had a movie, uh, a, a script bought by an Asian director that's actually going to be produced and was made. It was actually made and it was going down to Los Angeles International Film Festival to be premiered, and um, in my school, I was in University of British Columbia, which, by the way, you know, in Canada, you can have the best you can have as a 4.0 grade point average. We had to have three point six. I got a three point six plus grade point average to get into that school, and I was a C student in high school. So I'm accomplishing, I'm accomplishing shit, and I go and uh, I'm, I'm going to go to L.A. with my friend because I want to go down to Hollywood and I want to give this a go. I get a call from my dad and my dad says, you know, I think you're wasting your life with film. And if you go down to LA, I'm going to disown you. And I say to him, you know what? Fuck you, man. You've been telling me what to do my whole life and you haven't been there for me. I don't need you. And I hung up the phone and I drove to LA and that started off my life of going, I'm going to fucking prove that motherfucker wrong for not believing in me. Mm -hmm. So then I spend the next you know, the next decade of my life going, okay, well, let's build this show. Let's do this. And rah, 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 achiever, 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 raise a hundred grand to make a show. You know, um, we actually had uh, never went through, but we had $600,000 to make my first feature film. That was like there, you know, and uh, it didn't happen, but I got there. I made it that far. So you're here with me. I'm telling you the story. This, this kid that was 10 years old, that didn't have his parents there. And then, you know, whatever, At this point when I'm 30 years old, I come home one day and I realize I just I put my head in my hands and I just start bawling and I just feel so alone. And I've gone through my whole life trying to matter, trying to mean something to somebody. And I feel like I don't matter. It's like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do to matter? Okay, so now you're with me here. My whole life has been about mattering, but you're with me right here in the story. And that's when I realized I need to decide I matter. I need to decide I matter because I hit that point when I put my head in my hands and I was like thinking, I might as well go jump off a bridge because there's no point. And that was the moment where I realized I got to decide I matter. Nobody in the world is ever going to make this happen for me. And like me chasing and doing all this stuff to try and matter to someone else. That was the mistake. So now if you followed me to this story, hopefully at this point, you've had a transformation and realized, shit, man, I'm doing the same thing, Brandon. I'm going through my life, trying to do things to matter to people. And I don't matter to me. But if you followed me down to this story, now you get the transformation. Now you get to see what I do from this point on. And I get to see what you do. But that's what the story does. Now you, your belief system you didn't have to necessarily live the whatever 20 years I did of trying to matter to somebody. You get to just hear that story and go, okay, I get it. Stop trying to do things that matter to other people. Decide that you matter. You know, Decide and find it in yourself, which you know, maybe that would have changed the way I'd, I'd gone about things. Maybe I would have done the same things, but I would have done them differently. And now I do do things differently. This is what story does. Story takes something and it, it brings our humanness. And you were talking about truth. Like what's the truth? I think the truth is everybody knows what it feels like to not matter. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows what it feels like to not mean anything or to not be important. Everybody knows this. And so that's a common truth we all have. Mm -hmm. My truth is that I learned it through film and through trying to matter to my dad and my mom and and my soccer team and my, my film crew and whatever. That's my truth, my version of a truth that we all live. Mm -hmm. And so story, um, it hits on multiple fronts. It shows something personal about your take, your, your, I like to use this word refraction of the light in a sense, right? But, um, the truth that you were mentioning before is the truth is like God, don't we all know what it's like to not matter isn't there all don't we all have a point where we just wished that person loved us or that person cared or that or that it mattered? and I mean that's a big part of our journey it's not everybody's main focus, but for me, it was a big part of my life focus mm-hmm. and then it got me to this point in my life where I'm like, okay, you know what I do matter now I'm on to a new part of my journey now i 'm on to a new thing, but and, and it will be a new transformation that I end up uncovering eventually. But, mm-hmm. but up until that point, until I hit that point where I came home 30 years old, put my head in my hands, thought about jumping off a bridge, realizing that if I did, my mom would be in there cleaning out my apartment um, and how horrible that would be to do to her. And I realized, shit, I matter to her. I actually matter. And I'm actually making a difference in people's lives. I need to decide I matter. I matter. I need to stop walking around like I don't matter. That's the problem.
1: Mm -hmm. Because you realize that the truth is, is, that right. You do matter crisis,
0: right? Like you just crisis crisis. I hit the crisis. I'm, I'm thinking I don't, I hit that point and that's what it took. Crisis makes you go shit. You know, either you do yourself in, which fortunately I didn't, or you wake up and you realize I've hit enough pain to, I need to look at life differently yeah and you you know I think crisis brings brings um story fantasy into story reality because here's the reality moment for me. when I was thinking when I was there crying in my hands, thinking about walking down the street to jump off that bridge, I started thinking about the next day and I thought about my mom coming into the place and or the next few days coming in and cleaning up the place a lot like and, and I just jumped off a bridge and that was a reality that I would have to face. So the whole thing about like, do people care about me? Does it ever matter? Will I ever be enough? All of that was kind of this weird fantasy part of my story. But then when you start to think about like life and death kind of brings down to the ground a little bit about what a story really is. And what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I recommend this to everybody. This is going to sound fucked up, but I honestly recommend this. Write out a suicide letter. I know it sounds fucked up, but write it out. Because what it'll do is don't <laughs> just write it out as a practice for yourself. You can burn it. You can do whatever you want. But the thing is, is what it'll do is it'll bring up some things for you. And you'll start to go like, like what would happen? You because first of all, your story, your letter will bring up like why you think you're whatever it'd be worthwhile to do this. The other thing is, is like, um, you'll start to realize what would happen if you actually did, and that will actually, maybe shift a bunch of things for you, you know, Mm -hmm. just, um, it's, and I know most people won't do it, but honestly, I think it's a great exercise because it makes you really look at the value of your life, Mm -hmm. you know? And uh, I think a lot of people like, they don't realize that. That's why, you know, people do Mm -hmm.
1: unfortunately go. I've done kind of an exercise similar where it was writing a eulogy. A eulogy. It's like you write a eulogy for yourself. Yeah. I've heard of that one too. Um, Which is, yeah, like it can offer, like from a different perspective, you kind of can get a, get a glimpse of your life in a different type of way, which I think is really the, the point of, of what you're saying is like, how can we look at our lives a little bit differently? How can we see the story that we've been telling ourselves a little bit more differently? Because it is, it, it is an important thing that we're doing because we are doing it. And it's like so many things that we talk about on this show, you know, I think that we're really, in many ways, we're advocates of being conscious in what we're doing, being conscious of the, of the stories that we're telling. Because other, if we're not telling it consciously, we're telling a story unconsciously. Yes. Right. And and that can cause all kinds of havoc. That can cause all kinds of, of unnecessary conflict but when we start to get a little bit more conscious from that standpoint suddenly there's transformation there is healing there is all kinds of extraordinary things that that come as a result of it just by being focused and so this is where storytelling and learning a little bit about being a a, a storyteller and and seeing it like look at your life with sense like okay well what's my life of dilemma crisis decision and action resolution you know like what are the are the things that have these big themes that have shaped me Mm -hmm. and and within that this this with this sense of like calling and purpose Mm. and what were you here to do you know what were you here to learn you know in this life right what might those things be Maybe you haven't explored those questions yet, but these are are questions that, you know, that the great storytellers have have considered, have brought into it. You know, I think of something like, like Homer's uh, Iliad or the Odyssey, right? Like it's a, I mean, it's it's a classic piece of of Greek literature, right? About a man who's like with his crew on a ship, and he's lost for over 10 years or something like that. And there's crazy mythological characters that come up and there's all sorts of symbols and stuff, but there's a humanity to all of it. But there's this extraordinary sense of, of uh, uh, poetry and, and mythology and whatever to this life. And I'm going to propose to you that your life, is no different than Homer's Odyssey,
0: Mm.
1: you know? Your life is no different from that, you know? Like, no, did you literally necessarily sail around for 10 years? He's like, no, not literally. Did you confront, you know, Medusas on (laughs) deserted islands? Not literally, no. But you'll start to find, this is the beauty of that story, is that it's all... It, the, the whole story is just a metaphor mm-hmm. of, of, of a journey and the things that we encounter and the things that we overcome and how they shape us into becoming who we are. Because at the end of the story, he makes it home mm. ready to be the, because he is, he's a, he's supposed to be the leader of this city. He's supposed to be the leader of these people. And he wasn't ready to do that he wasn't there and it took him this big, long journey to come back and be the leader, to be the husband, to be the father that he had to be to do all of that. Mm. So it's like, and meanwhile, but the whole story has been about like, Oh no, I need to get home. (laughs) I'm trying (laughs) to get home. I'm trying to get home. I'm trying to get home. Right. And along the way he learns what he needs to be. Right. Right. So this is, our, our lives are no, are no different from this. We're all on a voyage at sea. We're all encountering Medusas and we're all encountering, you know, these, these figures that, that challenge us that, yeah. um, in a way, uh, we have to, uh, a part of ourselves has to, has to die in, in order for us to move on Our what we thought in the past or what we believed, what we, what we valued changes. And, and they transform us Mm -hmm. and, and we, we transcend, you know, your life is no different from that.
0: I think, um, whenever you have any aspirations, any goals, anything, um, you will find that there will be the, uh, transformation that needs to occur. And then there'll be a story in this transformation. And I think the thing is, if you can't tell a story, then you can't derive the meaning and then you can't drive the meaning. You can't have the transformation. So although we're making up meaning and we're meaning making machines, like, Mm -hmm. like things don't mean what they, what we necessarily make them mean. I mean, some people love football. Some people don't like football. Some people love hockey. Some people love rock climbing. Some people love writing, whatever. But the thing is, is like, you make things mean, you make them more valuable. You make them important. You decide all of this stuff and your story um, focuses on the things that are meaningful and it frames out anything that isn't, that isn't of your concern, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, and then you pattern, you put everything together, you put all these pieces together and try to make sense of them. I think the thing, the big thing to, to look at with, with the law of story is just simply that you are making out the story and to, to start to look at it and go like, well, um, you know, you're on your way. Here's the thing. This is way of the artist. You're on your way. You're telling a story as you're on your way. I mean, this is kind of a cornerstone bit of content here because Mm -hmm. it's like on your way as an artist or on your way as whatever you're doing. But the artist, this is the artist way of doing it, the way of the artist. Right. So it's like to look at it and be like, what is the art of your life? What is the story of your life? You know, and you get to decide what's meaningful and what's not. And at any point you can shift things. I just look at story this way. I always try to boil it down to this. Does the story serve me or does it hurt me? And if it hurts me, it has to go. And if it serves me, it's something I can work with. But, um, you gotta be honest with yourself because sometimes we're telling stories that are just hurting us all the time. You know, it's like, I'm like this cause my parents did that and blah, 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 blah. And you know, and it's, life's not fair well, that's a wonderful story. How's that, how's that working out for you? How's it helping your relationships? How's it doing all this stuff? I think story is a great starting point to start to build a better foundation for who you can be and and how your life can look. Mm -hmm. And I'll leave people with this thing. This will be my last thing I'll say is that I believe everybody is, believes they are the hero of their own story, but I don't believe everybody is the champion of their story. I believe more people are the victim of their story. Hmm. And I would wildly suggest that you become the champion of your story and not the victim of it, because the victim makes excuses for why their dreams don't occur. And the champion makes reasons for why their story helped their dream occur.
1: Jeez, you're going to make me follow that one. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. I mean, yeah, that was something. It's we not about following. Yeah, That's no, it's an we, idea. We, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, It was a good one. I liked it. No, we <laughs> Thanks, didn't even. Appreciate you know, that. I hadn't even thought about that. That that flip of of the, you know, telling being the victim of our stories or being the the champions of our stories. I mean, I I feel like I just kind of want to piggyback off of that. You know, like it's it's yeah, absolutely. We can. Well, look... if
0: we have more to say on that topic, we can we can put a few more minutes into this.
1: Well, I look. mean, uh, well we'll see. I'll yeah. I'll, All I'll, right. I'll riff and then we'll see. We'll. I see. didn't mean to leave you hanging. Um, <laughs> but it's yeah. My only thoughts were to to kind of echo that was you know the story that we're telling. You know, look at the story that you're telling, and and it requires attention. It requires focus on our parts. You know, it it requires a level of conscientiousness in our lives to catch the stories that we're telling. Mm. And if we are telling stories that make us fall victim to, to our lives, uh, if we're telling a story that paints us in a light of a tragic figure. You know that's that's on you, you know that's on all of us anytime i've I've been in a low place, I'm usually telling a story that's painting me in 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 a very small light you know in in not very much at all, and it really is a choice, and you might not agree with me on this. there might be any a number I'm sure there are multiple number of reasons why you we can convince ourselves that it is not a choice but there there is always a choice as we've discovered Mm. (laughs) as we've explored on one of our past podcasts about choice um but we do have a choice in the story that we're telling and if you're telling a tragedy why are you telling a tragedy about your life what are you what do you have to gain out of telling that tragedy, especially if you keep telling it over and over and over and over again, you know, what's, what do you want to come of that?
0: Mm.
1: You know, and, and what is, is there any truth to telling that tragedy continually? Right. So are you going to tell a tragedy or are you going to tell, uh, are you going to tell, a i comedy. guess a comedy <laughs> well i mean a comedy is actually yeah. by definition a comedy is just a story that has a happy ending yeah it is yeah it's not necessarily just about having laughs laughs right. are great but i mean you know it's something that has are do you want to tell a tragedy or do you want to tell a comedy mm-hmm. you know and i'm that seems like a pretty obvious I mean, if you're question gonna be to the hero
0: of your journey anyway right you're going to be the, you're not just the hero. You're not just the the player. You're not just the actor, the, the player of the story, the person living the story. You're also the writer, the director, the producer. You're, you're doing all the parts, right? You're the Shakespeare of your life. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, you know, it can be fun to dabble in the tragedies of your life, you know, and kind of yep. investigate the emotional side of things. But like you get to decide where you want to put your attention and focus and framing. And I mean, look, shit happens. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big saying for a reason, you know, shit happens. But you know, that's why we, we shit happens is a comedy look at a tragedy situation. Yeah. Right. That's what shit hap. That's why we love shit happens. Cause like that whole saying is like, shit happens is a funny way of saying fucking something tragic happened. But like, let's let's like, you know, that happened. Let's move on. Like, you know, cause that's not where we're ending the story. Right. Yeah. Do you want your story to be shit happened? (laughs) and that was your story. Like that was it. It just ended on shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) You're going to be the
1: hero anyway. So like you can have some tragedies, but like at a certain point, like, but you know, know, the, the tragedy only has to be a part of the narrative, you know, like it's just, it can, it can just be a, a small part of it. And then, and then the story becomes the overcoming. It becomes the low point to, the transcendence and the resolution to become more than you were before, you know, and so many of of the great personal stories from many of our personal heroes out there in the world who are, who are telling their stories and stuff that, that that's all that they're talking about. They're talking about how they were, you know, like they were in the shit, they were yeah. in the total shit and they came out of it and they, and they transcended it and, and, and their lives have have taken on new meaning, direction, and purpose and joy, like all of these things. But you have to see it through. You have to tell a different story. Mm-hmm. Use the tragedy to give it context, really. Absolutely. And our tragedies can 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 give us fire. You know, in my experience, like what I what I've found in my life is is my tragedies, my traumas. I'll put that in quotation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, those things when I've looked at them that's where a lot of my passion and my fire comes from it's like you know what I went through this thing I came through the other side and you know what I have something to say about this because people don't have to go through that in the same way that I went through that you know or maybe somebody's going through that and hearing that I've been through it will help somebody else. I don't know what effect that's going to have. I don't control that, mm. but it does provide it, it. My tragedies have, have provided uh, a kind of understanding about what I'm here to do, mm. you know, and in a big extent. And, and that's all tied into story. You know, I, I, I know I
0: said what I said was going to be the last thing, but I feel like there's an important comment here just because we're talking about story and Mm -hmm. I don't know if it'll ever get a chance, but tragedy comes from, uh, the fatal flaw, which is a character's fatal flaw, which is that they have a flaw or an impediment or something about them, which leads to their basically impending doom their to their death to their fatal flaw. And part of Yeah. Part of, um, transformation is about giving you a chance to evolve a fatal flaw Because unless you went through the hardship, you would not evolve the fatal flaw. You would be doomed to the where the flaw sends you. So for example, if you are very arrogant, that might actually be the very thing that stops you from ever being able to achieve what you want. You know, I wrote that story, The Burning Blues, and you pointed out the fatal flaw of the character. He had blind ambition. It's perfect. Um, I didn't even realize that's what it was until after I had written it. And then you pointed (laughs) it out and I was like, oh yeah, that's what it is. But he had blind ambition. He didn't realize that going so, so hard to try and achieve this case, to try and win was at the cost of everybody he loved. And so in some ways he had to go down that line to realize that his ambition, his blind ambition, which wasn't really concerning everything else was the very thing that would lead to him mm-hmm. losing everything that actually matters, but he had to go through that, you know, at least in this story, but life's much like this. You have yeah. to go through that to realize and wake up that, you know, Hey, and I mean, maybe that blind ambition in some ways is very much like my own because I wrote the character. So, hey. You go. <laughs> <laughs> but transformation has to occur, right? So if you, if you stop at the tragedy, you don't get the transformation, but if you go and you look, cause the comedy guy, laughs at it and looks like, look who I was. Look what I was doing. How silly of me. But the tragedy person's like, life's so hard. I'm stuck.
1: (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mopes around in it. And then, whereas, yeah, Yeah, the comedy is just being like, well, I'm not going to stay here. Really? It's like, I'm not going to stay here. It actually reminds me of something from, um, uh, from Jay Krishnamurti, where he said, um, we only suffer because we remain in it. And we don't remain in anything.
0: Hmm.
1: I like that one. Yeah, it's good. So what do, do you, you want to remain in? Yeah. <laughs> Alright, well this has been this yeah. this was kind of an interesting one. This was was kind of like yeah. maybe a little all over the place, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, saying, I mean, it's an I, exploration. I like totally. that.
0: If you're gonna walk away, just start walking away with realizing that you're the one making up the story. I think, and you know, I think that we're gonna need to talk about this again in future episodes. But for now, we're giving people a good base to work from. And you know, I'll just say it again because this I, this is the last thing I wanted to yeah. leave people with, which is that you are the hero of your story, but that but more people play the victim. They are the victim experiencing. They're the hero experiencing the victim as opposed to the hero experiencing the champion. And I think the switch that you need to make is that since you're the hero anyway, is be the champion. See
1: how your your story serves you, not hurts you. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on
0: Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.